Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 285, The Completeness of Everything. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Today's episode is a conversation with change coach Alex Linares, and we talk about um, all kinds of stuff, but I love the title that just sort of came up from our conversation, um, which is something Alex said when we were talking about how this right here is so absolutely complete. So this conversation, um, the idea for it started because Alex had shared in uh, one of our community calls about, uh, you'll hear her say it, but um, about when one of her sons was young and he would just ask a million questions and she saw, and again, she'll go into this in, in more detail, but she she kind of saw, okay, all these questions, like, let me just sit here and be with this kid. Answer the questions, don't answer the questions. It doesn't really matter. The questions just need to come up and be expressed and burn themselves out. But it was never about answering the questions. And in that, when she just shared that um, in a better way than how I just said it, but it was like, oh my God, like, that's exactly it. Like, stuff just needs to come up and express itself and burn itself out. And it's so easy and so quote unquote normal for us to just see the surface level of things like, oh, there's a question. I should answer it. Here's a question in my own head. It needs an answer. It has an answer. Of course it doesn't (laughs) most of the time, almost ever. There's just, but that doesn't mean we turn away. That doesn't mean it's a problem and it should be ignored. Like it's at a deeper level than all of that. It's like, let's just sit and be with what's arising with absolutely no need to solve anything or even do anything with it, including answer a question that comes up as a question satisfy a desire or a longing for something that arises as a desire or longing? Can we just sit in the feeling of desire? Can we just sit in the feeling of longing without trying to satisfy that? Satisfying seeking. I mean, that's basically what questions are, right? Is seeking. But how often do we have this sense of seeking, get somewhere, learn something, do something, And instantly it's like we've jumped ahead to satisfying that feeling rather than feeling that feeling, being in that feeling. So so Alex's story is what kind of sparked the idea for this conversation. And I just really love where it went and especially where she takes it, really how she talks about just the, the subtlety and the immediacy and the absolute completeness in everything as it is. So um, I I hope you like this conversation. And if you want to hear more from Alex, she has an amazing podcast with Amanda Jones called The Wonderland. Um, And she's also a coach and is a a very talented coach, would be a great person to work with if you're struggling with something or just want to see more about all of this. Um, So I'll put her website and all of the information about Alex in the show notes and you can check her out. I'd highly recommend it. So enjoy this conversation with Alex. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. 
it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so I heard you say something on one of our recent calls and I just thought like, wow, that could be a really, uh, a really cool discussion if we took it a bit further. So um, I'll let you share, but you were basically sharing about how one of your sons like went through this thing. Maybe he's still in it of just question, 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 and kind of how, how you were with it versus how your husband was with it. But it really kind of pointed to like what our mind does. So maybe you can just share what you had shared on our call. Yeah, it was. And well, thank you for the opportunity to, to go back to that. Um, because it revisiting it was, was really fun. Um, you know, this was like five years ago. So I had to kind of go back and just like, oh yeah, that experience was so interesting and, and how it evolved. But yeah, when he was five, he got into the questioning everything and asking questions like, you know, the typical that, that we think of like, oh, why is the sky blue or why are the trees, why are there so many trees there? And he would just, and it's usually when I was driving or when I was cooking and I started seeing like, oh, that's interesting. There's these questions and I love answering questions. <laughs> I love, I'm a curious person too. So I just loved giving him information. Uh, and so then my husband, right, we just wanted to answer all his questions. And then um, they wouldn't stop. Like the more information I gave, the more he asked. And that's what was interesting to me, like, oh, there seems to be no end <laughs> to the questions. But it wasn't that he was, it didn't feel like he wanted to know anything. It felt more like this energy that was like really, really busy. And like, and then having that same thing in my head, you know, that really busy energy, I started kind of seeing the parallels. So I just started playing around when, when I would think of it when it would occur to me that he would I would see like oh we're on the third question right like this is this is coming up I would stop whatever I was doing and if I was cooking or something and I would just get to his eye level and just answer the question I would listen to the full question and I would answer it and in that contact that nonverbal contact of being fully there for whatever was coming up I would see it kind of start peering out like the questions would would turn into other things like it wasn't about the world out there maybe it was an anecdote about school or something that was bugging him and like you know the first few times like what he wanted was a snack <laughs> it was just but I it could feel that it was disentangling itself whatever that was was disentangling itself and I, I realized that this was almost a process that I had the experience of as well, where something would be in my life and I was like, what am I going to do about it? And what comes next? And, or um, I'm looking for something, I want relief from this and all these ideas would come up. And the more information I gave myself, much like the information that I gave my son, like it wouldn't satisfy it because it wasn't about the content and it wasn't about the information. That was the big insight that I had and what I shared in our group was that in having the content be what made me kind of turn in that direction, but then fully turn into it and say, okay, what? Tell me, ask me, be here. With him, it was something that when I began to do for myself was incredibly life-changing to truly listen to the noise that was within me without an agenda 
as much as the only agenda was for Ed to express and and not change it or not see where the end point of it was or, you know, what it actually wanted to say, because sometimes there was nothing to be said. Uh, it was just something that that burnt itself out. That because it's so, it's just like a level deeper in a sense, you know, and the surface mm-hmm. level we're so attuned to the content and the words and the form of things. But it's like what you could sense by just getting down there at his level and letting him ask is is like, oh, something just, I don't, maybe this is even putting too many words around it, but like just, there's just a an acknowledgement that wants to happen, a being heard, mm-hmm. attention, like just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, with us too. And what isn't that huge for, for us to see that the questions our mind asks maybe are just its little cry for attention, nothing we actually have to answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. And what I and what I really saw in me was that there was this kind of natural winding up and then unwinding that happens without me having to listen to it or not. And I think we all have that experience. We'll wake up with something. We're like, oh, I'm dreading this. And then like halfway through the day, you're like, oh, I'm dreading it less. And then you go to sleep and you're like, "Mm." and then, you know, maybe tomorrow you'll wake up with something new. Uh, But this to me felt like such a kind of compassionate way of being with myself as it felt compassionate of being with this little person that's trying to figure out the world and um, arguably doesn't have a lot of even words, right, to articulate their experience or to articulate maybe a more generalized curiosity about the world uh, that they're trying to orient themselves in and then realizing that that's what I'm, you know, I'm trying to do at any moment, right? It's I'm trying to orient myself in, in my experience and, and what's happening, what I'm sensing. And uh, yeah, it was just, but it, it was just this really purposeful turning into. And, you know, Amy, you, you've been bringing that up a lot in our community and also through this podcast, right? Which is this turning into that is, is through the content as a portal, but it's not about the content. And and I think that's that's where there's a there's a sense to it. Like it's hard to articulate what that means, but but you know it when you're like, oh, this brought me here. This brought me to the table. That's interesting, right? Whether it's like something with family or my anxiety or something, some story that we have about ourselves. And then when you sit there with that story, it starts moving. And it, it it may have more words or images or memories or, but that movement is an unwind, feels to me like an unwinding of it. Um, and then just sitting with it, to me, was just really a powerful, not even a practice because it's not something that came up. Like every time I feel this, I'm going to do it, but it would just occur. And then I realized that it kept occurring more and more. I would feel that tension and all of a sudden there was just this eagerness to sit with it and be like, yeah, tell me, tell me more. Um, not to respond to it, not to fix it, just for it to, like you said, to express itself, be seen, be heard. It's almost easier to um, maybe to kind of see this around feeling. 
which is what I've been talking about a lot lately, right? Where it's like, just to like be in that sensation, like you just said tension even, like, okay, go like go right into that sensation. I, I guess just because it's nonverbal and it's not asking questions. Now, of course, our mind is in there talking about the tension and asking questions about it maybe, but um, but I'm really here what you're saying. I mean, it's all exactly the same thing. I just point that out for people listening. Like it's all exactly the same thing. So I love how you said like it's this portal in whether it's a problem or a question that seems like it needs an answer or even just a really uncomfortable feeling that maybe the mind the mind is like, what is this and what is this about? Awesome, job done, portal opened. Now now just be in this. And, and you know, it's so simple as we say it, but man, how, how that just never feels like enough, at least initially. It's like, well, be, and that's what everyone asks. That's such a great question. Like, okay, so I be in my, I'm in my feelings and then what? And then what? I don't know. And then what? (laughs) Just be in it. You just be with your son asking the questions. And then what? Is he going to stop? Is he going to keep going? We don't know. It doesn't matter. We'll we'll find out. Yeah. And yeah, I think that the pointing to the feelings is really powerful. And the idea that we label our feelings and and this comes up a lot where people are like, well, I don't want to sit with my depression. I don't want to sit with my crippling anxiety. Yeah. Like no one would want to sit with that. Like, but it's, it's before that. And that's to give it a, a direction, but it's, it before something's labeled um, depression or anxiety when you really sit with it in that without an agenda and that nonverbal way, what my experience has been is that it's a constellation of things that is happening in my body and my mind. And there's some pictures and maybe some memories and then some sensations that then get packaged into the label of anxiety. But even there even sitting with like what is the label of anxiety and i remember speaking of portals that was a huge portal for for me in this exploration was that it was cracking open these like neatly wrapped concepts that i had about my anxiety and my guilt and you know all these things that were like shortcuts that my brain and my body had to explain occurrence an occurrence in my life and then just sitting with that and seeing like, well, what is this label, <laughs> right? Like what, what is this thing that I call anxiety? So you're not sitting with your anxiety, you're sitting in awe, <laughs> like in being curious about what is this thing <clears throat> that I call anxiety at all. Yeah. yeah. That, that way of, um, like you said, when we can do it, like, like being so curious about what is this made of? What are, mm-hmm. what, what is actually even here? Oh, yeah. there's a memory. What is a memory? Let's look at that memory. Let's pull it closer. What is this sensation? Where is it? And again, like not in a figuring it out, labeling kind of way, but just, a, I always think of it as swimming through. It's like, it just, it's very like fluid. Like, let me mm-hmm. just swim through this experience and kind of explore here and see the pieces that pop out. And I think that's one thing I heard when you shared this story is like the um, value and just the rarity in a way 
of like, oh, bring bring this on, bring on the questions and let's just see where this goes with it mm-hmm. as opposed and for feelings as well. Bring on this sensation and let's see where it, not even to see where it goes, but, you know, let's just be in it. And, you know, which is just so not what we tend to do, <laughs> especially yeah. with thought, especially with thought, I think, because we have, you know, people like us have probably have probably contributed to this. So we have all kinds of conditioning and all kinds of beliefs about thought. They're taking us away from the moment or they're not true or they're lies or it's my depression I have to sit with. All of that stuff leads us, I think, to want to just naturally push it away. Not even want to, but just instinctually like push it away. And so to flip that around and be like, no, even a lie. Even something we absolutely know isn't true, isn't ours, isn't personal. Why not? If we know it's a lie and it's not personal, let's sit in that too. Even something that feels like suffering. Okay, I know it feels like the label suffering, but but maybe that too. You know, that's, yeah, turning right toward it. It just totally turns everything on its head. Yeah, yeah and I think that's, I love that, right? It's just really turning right toward it. And, and the, the other thing is that sometimes we, we get into this and we're like, okay, so I do this and then what? Right? Like if I do this and my anxiety is going to go away. Um, or if I do this, then this is not going to come up again. Well, yeah, I mean, your anxiety will go away and that maybe you'll realize that it never really existed uh, because it was just, like I said, this this shape that was given to a certain set of, of experiences or that that label will keep coming up. But it 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 really builds this. Um, and, and, and the other thing I want to say is that this is already happening. And when we talk about this, it sounds like, well, you weren't, it, it may sound like we're saying, well, you weren't feeling that or you weren't really feeling your feelings and now you're going to start feeling your feelings. I don't, I don't feel that that's really what's happening, right? Like you're already feeling this and this is just this orientation of being curious about it. Like what is this that's arising exactly as it is? Uh, and and it moves. We know that, and we know this mainly from our joys and our happiness that it moves really swiftly. <laughs> moves before we know it into something else. Well, that's also happening with anything that's uncomfortable and negative or feels negative. But it's really that turning into and being really curious. What is this? What? How is this showing up in this moment before the label, the images, the the sensations, and then the in in sitting with that, seeing how it moves when it once is almost like our focus and and for and this takes usually like a few seconds, which was fascinating. Going back to the story with my son, the questions could last half an hour if I were distracted and I was like, yeah, yeah, the sky is blue because, you know, this there's this molecular makeup or whatever. Uh, when I give him, I fed him, I fed him the information. But then when I would turn into it, it was fascinating. You could tell it it was moving really quickly and disentangling itself from that like frenzy. And then, like I said, sometimes it would be something really simple, like he would just give me a hug or he would just turn around and walk away because he was done. Right. And and I see that in myself in, in a lot of ways, like all of a sudden I'll, I'll really sit with it, be at the table with whatever it's arising. 
And then all of a sudden, I forget why I was there in the first place. Like, oh, that's that moves swiftly. Or sometimes I, I keep, I have to keep going back to it and being like, oh, that's interesting. What does it feel like today? Uh, or it came back today and it may be quote unquote triggered by something completely different. Isn't that fascinating how the same, um, the same label comes up with really different circumstances, right? And, and that's where, um, I feel like there's this, um, integration for lack of a better word with the stories that our mind is making and the narratives and the way that it's feeling in our body when we sit with it fully with all our senses and with that attention is that it's it's almost like there's these there's seemingly parallel things that are running and then all of a sudden we notice that they're happening at once instead of the layer of the story that says that they're happening separately and that we can do something about it that is happening to somebody else, that I can change it. Um, I think it collapses all of that. Yeah, it's funny as you're sharing that. I remember um, initially kind of stumbling upon this, really feeling into what's there and being so mentally, I was so excited because now I was going to do this and I was going to like really feel it all the way through. And I would get frustrated because like right when I tapped into it, it would seemingly vanish. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, you're something. I want to feel you all the way through. Where'd you go? You know, <laughs> like I want, my mind wanted to make it this big job. But um, but it is crazy how it happens that way. But, but to your point, I think often, yeah, it just comes up in different ways with slightly different stories and slightly different circumstances. And just, it's like, like you said, all the layers that just get kind of bound together into something we call anxiety or insecurity or depression or whatever, they start to unhook from each other. And then you really get to get to see it in that way. Yeah. I think there's a um a sense that I, I probably had um of like especially with thought again that it's somehow derailing like you know, like there's somewhere else, somewhere better to be. Just this vague sense of like, no, I know enough to know that my thinking isn't true. It's my imagination, whatever. And it had has this sense it can for people of, yeah, like I'm derailed. And I just think that's a fascinating concept too. Like, mm-hmm. because now it looks more and more like, right, like anything that is here in experience or beyond experience, like anything that's here, like it can't derail. Where where do we imagine it's taking us off to? It's like full immersion. This feels like the and again that's this is a concept too, but this kind of feels like the like man, that's right on it. Like full immersion in anything that's showing up just feels right and true. Mm-hmm even when it's full immersion in an absolute lie, when what we know is is a lie. So what? It's here, like fully immersed, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that definitely resonates. And, you know, the the idea of like being really good at feeling feelings uh, resonates as well, right? Like when your mind wants to make a practice out of it, it's like, I'm going to get really good at this and, you know, I'm going to do it every time that it comes up. But when when you when it happens and when it occurs it's so complete that that it's like the that mind that noise that eagerness to feel that again 
seems to not be there, right? It's like it, that moment is complete. And and that's what I was hearing when you were talking about that full immersion, regardless of what it is. It's It doesn't need anything from the future. It doesn't need to happen again. It's just being in the completeness of the moment as it's showing up. And in the next moment, being like, oh, that felt good, right? Or what was that? But that then that's just the, the moment moving into the next thing. But I think that's that's huge because the seeking energy remains as long as there seems to be a better place where we should be. And, you know, we we have terms for that, like to be in the now or in their great orientations for us and incredibly helpful. And then you start realizing that it can be any other way. And that is really, it's not, maybe it's not the realizing it as much as it is the settling into the fact that it can't be any other way. That moment that you thought you were distracted, that you should have been paying more attention, that that's what it was, right? That's how it arises. And then magically, there's this moment where you can reflect back into this and say, huh, that's interesting, right? And and that is that movement, that 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 seeming movement through time. But in any given moment, there can only be one thing happening. And this, I think this pointing into the the sitting there is the settling into that, that is not static, is part of that flow. Yeah, it can feel very subtle, but it also can feel very obvious where it's like, like it, it's, there's parallel. I mean, really they're kind of synonyms. So like, for example, your son asking questions and then let's say us seeking, feeling some seeking energy, they're the same thing really. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a pull to go into that, to like satisfy that, mm-hmm. satisfy it, satisfy it, which, which is like, overlooking this full immersion not really but you know it's yeah it's like like you said earlier there's the agenda in there there's there's something else something in the future here that's satisfying versus what we're really pointing toward here is like no just be in the feeling of the questioning be in the feeling of longing or seeking Mm -hmm. or feeling lost or feeling like you need something to be satisfied. Like there's something here to be satisfied rather than trying to figure it out and satisfy it. Let's just feel in the dissat, feel into the dissatisfaction. That is what's immediate and here. And then what? It's like just crazy. Like it just is like, oh, nothing was needed. Nothing really was needed from outside of this moment, but we never know when, it feels like we're kind of a step ahead trying to trying to satisfy. Yeah. Well, you used my two favorite words, uh, subtle and immediate, <laughs> because I think that definitely describes this, which makes sense. I feel like if you look at anything in nature, it's pretty subtle and immediate. <laughs> like, yeah. like animals moving in the wild, like it's all... You know, the way that it shows up, it's with these very kind of natural, in the natural flow of things. And wouldn't it make sense that reality or whatever, or true or whatever labels we want to put to it would be subtle and immediate? Because otherwise it feels like it would be a lot of effort, right? Like life doesn't, doesn't spend a lot of effort 
in in existing. Uh, and I feel like experience is very much, um, you know, if we want to separate those terms, I feel like experience as life, those labels really, really fit it. And, and one fascinating thing about this is that as I've played around with it and, and coached people who are playing around with it, there is this undeniable um, feeling to it that doesn't need any explanation. Can the, the other word I was using it for it was complete. Like you don't need to get it again. You don't need to, you know, make a practice out of it because it is in that it, it, it's not like a high. It's just undeniable and self-evident. And then it it keeps moving into what we may not label as, as those things, but then we kind of get onto it that that it is that it is the same thing i'm just thinking of like now i'm picturing like a a a woods with like little bunnies frolicking around (laughs) and it's like it's like would the bunny do something and then we're like oh i hope he does that again yeah (laughs) look how the wind (laughs) made the made the leaves rustle like oh i hope that happens again you know it's just like it's just end of story just is what it is it's subtle immediate and complete and whole and done and in a way again not to split all of this so much but yeah it's like that's almost the exact opposite of how this mind mechanism seems to operate mm-hmm. very dramatic very yeah. incomplete you know and and yeah. and so again it's understanding that we've had this tendency to like not want to listen to thought push it away but i love what we're saying like we can make this whole thing full circle of like no even that let's let's just yeah. It's complete in itself when we're just there with it. Yeah. Yeah. The way that, that I've, um, that it feels for me that, that experience, right? That kind of like the scene of experience is that it's like listening to a piece of music and you're really focused on one instrument. And like, that's all you can hear. And there's this, the music is happening, but you're really focused on that instrument. And we all have this experience probably several times a day where all of a sudden everything is playing and you just hear the music and that's that's my my personal relationship with thought is that uh, i notice like oh i'm listening to the baseline right of life and that's fine like it is part of the full composition and then there's this settling into the full music that happens and I I can't really say how it's just kind of realizing that there is music that is playing and then just hearing the whole symphony hearing the whole composition and then it doesn't mean that the bass is any lower or it disappeared it just feels that it 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 just means that it's it's felt and experienced as in the completeness of the composition versus as a soul focus I love that Thank you so much for sharing. I love this. I love anything that feels like it's, yes, turning toward whole, complete. It just feels so right, you know, as a direction yeah. look in. So thanks for, yeah. thanks for sharing your story and having this conversation with me. Well, thank you for the opportunity to expand on that and, and to be here. And I appreciate you. The 2024 Change Coach Training Program is now enrolling. The course begins in January and is the most complete, supportive training around. 
See all the details and save your seat in this intimate group training at drramiejohnson.com slash coach training.